Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Welcome back to the podcast today. So topic of trust comes up because it almost always comes up for me. And I was meeting with a parent the other day and I had a thought about how to measure trust. And so today I want to go over that with you because I think it's a really important concept because we talk about trust a lot on this show and we talk about, and I talk a lot about trust with the people I serve because trust is the most important thing. When I first wrote out my class and I, I wrote the topic of trust, I had given it to a friend of mine who I didn't realize was, was in the middle of struggling with the divorce with her husband. And what was bothering her so much was that she, she kept saying, I love my husband so much. I love him so much. And I don't know what to do because I love him. And I get that. And I, I fundamentally think that's true. And then once she read my material on trust and went through the, the class on trust, What she said is, I can let go now because it's not a question of whether or not I love him. It's now a question that I know I don't trust him. And I don't think there's anything he can do to regain that trust. And that's a really big thing to acknowledge is when you can't do anything to rebuild that trust. And this is where I think we often get it wrong in relationships is we think it comes down to the emotion of love that if I just love you enough, then everything's going to be okay. And love is important. Love is kind of like the gas that makes the car go. But if you don't trust the direction that car is going, then that's a ride you're not going to want to be on. That's a car you're not going to want to be in, no matter how nice it is, no matter how amazing it is, you're going to be scared. And so trust is so important. So it's, it's great to have love. It's important to have love because that is the thing that makes my marriage go. But it is trust that actually drives us and guides us to a shared goal. I trust my wife and she trusts me. And so today what I want to talk about is, well, how do you accurately measure trust? Because, and I'm a big scaler, I like scaling things. Um, And you can say on a scale of zero to 10, with 10 being I trust you very much and zero being I don't trust you at all, where do I fall? But it actually doesn't have tons of meaning. If you said, oh, I trust you at a seven, then I, I might not even know how to articulate what a seven is, or how do I know if what my seven is and your seven are the same things? And I don't think you do. So I was talking to a mom the other day uh, about her child, and we were talking about this concept of trust. It's a, it's a mom with an 18-year-old kid who's about to go off to college, and she's worried about her well-being when she goes out on her own. And I said, well, how much do you, do you trust her, her well-being? And she's like, well, I don't trust it very much. Okay, how much does she trust you? And she's like, I asked her that question, but she hasn't answered me yet. And I said, well, this is really important. And so then I was able to come up with a clever way, I think, to define trust. So maybe you have or maybe you haven't heard of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. I can, on the bottom of this podcast, in the attachments, I'll put a copy of it. And with with kind of the brief descriptions I'm talking about. So Maslow, um, Abraham Maslow came up with what he calls his, his hierarchy of needs. And the idea is that as you work your way up the hierarchy of needs, 
when those needs get met, you continue to progress and grow as a human being. And at the end of his hierarchy is self-actualization, which I think is a very lofty goal, but it's hard to do. So when I was talking to this mom, I said, okay, well, the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is safety over physical self. So do I have access to food? Do I have access to a bed? Do I have access to the doctor? Do I have access to education? Am I physically safe? So if these things weren't happening at home, this is where a therapist might have to notify Child Protective Services because we're required to by law. If those five things aren't met by law, we're required to call CPS because it means the child isn't as safe as they should be. And that makes sense to me. Like if you can't perform these basic functions, then that's concerning. So the next ring up Maslow's hierarchy of needs is psychological safety. So this is where you fall into things like emotional abuse, um, neglect. You have to make sure that you actually feel safe being around this person. It's just the sense of that they're not going to hurt me. And that's, again, you, you can see why having a sense that I'm physically safe and I have a sense that you're not going to hurt me. Those are two really important concepts to have. And if you don't have those things, well, it's hard to do anything else if you're always afraid of everything. If you're afraid of people hurting you, if you're afraid of getting beat up, or you're afraid of bad things happening in your in your life, whether it's domestic violence or um, being bullied at school, if you have that fear, then it's hard to progress to be more because you're limited by the fear. So the next one is belonging. And belonging, I think the best way to say it is you have a sense of connection to other people. And, and this belonging starts that whole process of becoming a child is really that a deeper knowing between a mother and a child. And that knowing extends right after birth because the mother and the child in Erickson's developmental models shows that this is where the child develops a sense of trust. It takes that internal knowing and externalizes it onto another person, which is the mom. And so these are really important to know that if I want to have a sense of belonging, then I need to have a sense of connection to someone else, a sense that I'm not separate. So then you go from belonging to self-esteem. And what really self-esteem is, is not just a sense that I have a connection with you, but I have a sense that you're invested in helping me become a better person. So I'm going to trust you and I'm going to trust your guidance. And that guidance is going to allow me to become a better person. And this, I think, is where, is where most parents kind of strive to be with their kids. They want, we want, I want my kids to trust me enough that they're going to listen to the things I say and that the things I say I'm going to, is going to guide them towards a positive outcome. It's going to help them evolve towards the future that they want to create. But that takes a lot of trust. And again, it's not always that it's not there. Um, but kids often listen to other influences. They have their own thoughts. They have their own drives. And it's not easy to trust that, that people want the best for you and that you should listen to their advice. And then lastly is self-actualization. This is probably the ultimate trust, where not only do you believe this person wants what's best for you, but you're actually willing to share with them all of the things all of the problems that you're facing, all of your shortcomings. That takes a lot of courage, but it also takes an equal amount of trust. And this, I think, is the hardest thing to do. And this is really kind of what the course is about, Parenting to Potential, is how do we build the types of relationships where our kids are, coming, are willing to come to us and tell us all the things they need to tell us? And there's a piece in there where it's important to realize that that trust 
is about a voluntary telling someone of where they're struggling. And that's a really hard thing to do. And if you do it, generally what's going to happen is that you're in a significant state of growth where you're looking to go beyond kind of the limitations that you know you have. And so this is where it would be great if all of our relationships with our kids were as they came and said, hey, mom, I'm struggling with this. Is the truth they're going to come to us with everything? No. But if we can build that relationship, then that's going to be great. So I really think that Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the right model to ask the question of when you, when you talk to your child about trust, when you ask them, how much do you trust me? It's a really good model to sit down and explain to them where that trust lies. So my advice would be, is you're going to take out a model of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It, it should have a, a one word description like belonging, and then maybe five to 10 words after giving it some definition so that it allows you to have a jumping off point to talk about this. But what's nice is that if you can get your child to talk about where they trust you and you feel comfortable and confident talking with them about where they're at or where you're at with, with trusting them, now you can engage in a discussion about trust that actually has the ability to be meaningful and to guide them to developing the relationship that you want to develop with them. That's the absolute best part. See, the, the challenge with just basic scaling is it doesn't often give you direction, but if you use Maslow's hierarchy of needs, then the hierarchy of needs will be the thing to guide you of what's next. So if, if you have a sense of connection with your child, and that's great, and, and they have, let's say, a sense of connection with you, then the question is, okay, well, how do I become the type of person who can help you build your self-esteem so that you can trust the advice that I want to give you so that you can go out in the world and make something of yourself. Because that's why parents give advice. I give advice to my kids because I want them to go out and I want them to be successful. And I feel like if they listen to my advice, then they're, I believe they're going to be successful. It's as simple as that. But if they don't trust the advice I'm, I'm giving them, and they don't trust me to give them the advice that's going to help them succeed in the world, then it means they're not going to actually listen to the advice I'm going to see. It doesn't mean that if they do trust you, they're going to use it because, again, there are so many other pressures at this point. But you want to make sure that, that at the end of the day, they trust you enough to listen to the advice you're giving. And again, and then if they're listening to the advice you're giving and they go out in the world and they, and they can overcome their challenges, well, the truth is they will probably then naturally want to tell you more because they see the value in what you're offering them. And when you can do that without judgment, because that, I think, judgment is often the thing that gets in most parents' way, is that when our kid comes to us and they've screwed up and they've made a mistake, it's hard not to judge. I'm telling you this because it is hard for me not to judge when my kids don't heed my advice. It really frustrates me. And it frustrates me not because they're bad. It frustrates me because all I want them to do is succeed. I want them to be better. I want them to be their best so bad. I want them to reach their potential. In fact, I think I've told the story where my son came to me the other day and said, Dad, I need you to stop being judgmental when I make a mistake. I appreciated the feedback. I was grateful that he told me. And it means that he does have a high enough level of trust for me that he can tell me those things. And that, I think, is the key in those relationships. I know it's hard and I know it's awkward. And if you need help, sign up and I can coach you through it. My tip of the day is simple. Pull out a chart of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, 
maybe the one that you can get and download off the bottom of this podcast, and then sit down with your child and map out what is that level of trust that you want to do with them. Have them talk about it. How, how much do you think you trust me right now? Why don't you mark on this paper where you think that is? And then once they tell you, again, don't be judgmental about it. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. And then realize the potential you have now in terms of helping them grow forward and helping your relationship grow forward. So when they tell you what it is, if you can respond with compassion and without judgment, and then you can say, tell me what I need to help you here. Now you're going to start the conversation that's going to help people develop trust. And that's what it's all about. Because if you have a strong foundation built on trust, then I think you can do almost anything. I think it's easy to go the places you want to go and give your kids the advice and help them with with their possibility towards potential. I hope this is helpful and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.